It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The Union Forever, hurrah, boys, hurrah, down with the traitor. Good morning. Welcome to Slow County Public Policy on the Law, only at KNews 98.5. I'm Stu Jenkins. I've practiced law in San Luis Obispo County since 1978 and served as Superior Court Special Master and as an elected Harbor Commissioner at Port San Luis. This show pulls back the curtain on the connections between state and local public policy and the law. We bring you the officials, lawyers, and activists working on your behalf. In our first hour, you will meet one of those local elected officials and activists working to improve their community in Oceano, where a lot of competing policy debates are going on. But with Memorial Day coming up so quickly on May 29th, a day when we honor those who died protecting the freedoms that empower us to speak our minds in policy debates, I thought our second hour today should bring you a conversation with the President president of the San Luis County Veterans Museum and chaplain of the American Legion Post 66. But right now, it is a pleasure to introduce you to Mr. Charles Varney, longtime member of the Oceano Community Services District Board. Welcome to the show, Charles. Nice to be here, Stu. Thank you. Well, I, I thought, you know, a lot of people may not be familiar with Oceano Community Services District. Uh, in fact, the term Community Services District is kind of an oxymoron. Uh, you know, the, it, it's a town, but it's not a city, uh, and uh, yet it's partially self-governing. Every CSD or Community Services District is this way. When was the Oceano Community Services District founded? I think it was founded in 1981. Okay. I may not be totally correct with that. And you're, um, uh, yes, we have a lot of community services districts in the county. Los Osos, uh, Napomo, uh, even uh, San Miguel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Templeton, um, Napomo, yeah. So, and they pop up because uh, people living in unincorporated areas need to have garbage service and water and sewage and so very often they create a community services district to, you know, grow that, home grow that. Gives services. them a little bit of more local control over it than having to go to the Board of Supervisors for everything. Well, and especially when um, you're a rural area and you, you know, typically you've been on wells and uh, septic systems. And if those aren't working out as well anymore or, you know, and you're trying to go to the county to get those services... Sometimes the county's not too forthcoming, you know, sure. with it. They don't have the capacity, and so, they, again, they home grow it, and yeah. that's what we did in Oceano. And I just, uh, I have, I'm newly elected to the OCSD. Ah. Um, I, was, uh, I was on the Oceano Advisory Council, which is another um, hybrid organization yes. in unincorporated yes. areas that were put together to give direct feedback to the county on, land use and planning issues in unincorporated areas. And I was the president of the Oceano Advisory Council for quite a while. The infamous Oceano Advisory Council that Lynn Compton 
killed in a outgoing fit of revenge when she was at her last supervisor's meeting. Well, and the, uh, as I recall, the advisory councils were originally formed to advise the supervisor who represented an area. Actually, they, um, they report to the entire board of supervisors, uh, okay. but sort of de facto it became like, you know, your supervisor was obviously one that you wanted to have a good relationship with, but not necessarily always following their lead. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you're there to advise on behalf of the community. Okay. Now, when, when were you elected to the uh, Oceano Community Services District Board? I was elected in November of Pat this last year. 2022? Right. Okay. The, the only elected officer in the last three years because we've had some appointments and I was uh, ran on a very clear campaign um, on um, bringing change to Oceano and a better deal on our taxes from the county and curb scutters and sidewalks infrastructure that we haven't had for decades. And I got 57% of the vote. Well, good for you. That, that's uh, heartening. Now, what, when we think about Oceano, um, a lot of people, well, uh, just a little point of personal uh, information. My grandfather, one of my grandfathers uh, moved to a little place called Shell Beach in 1949 and was, he got himself on the water board and uh, sometime in the late 50s or maybe the early 60s, he told me that he had uh, worked on trying to get all of the five cities to unify into one city mm -hmm. and was only able to get uh, Pismo Beach and Shell Beach to actually do that. But um, there's all these different communities uh, and it may not be clear to people where Oceano begins and where it ends. Uh, mm -hmm. What neighborhoods are in Oceano? For instance, is Halcyon part of the Oceano Community Services District? It is part of the Community Services District by virtue of getting water from us. Okay. Do they get a vote on They do, numbers? yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Grover Beach, of course, is its own city. Correct. And uh, how far south does the Oceano Community Services District reach? Well, south... It's pretty much uh, Arroyo Grande Creek. Now, to the north, um, the dividing line is Pike the Pike, the Pike uh, which oh, is a yeah. ma major you know, thoroughfare. My, my children crossed the Pike to go to uh, elementary school when I was a resident of Oceano several mm -hmm. decades ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, so the Pike. And, yeah, we do. We're contiguous to both Grover Beach and Arroyo Grande. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and Arroyo Grande now wraps around south a little bit so that uh, yeah, up onto the Mesa up onto the Mesa and Halcyon is bordering it uh, on mm -hmm. the other side mm -hmm. so okay um, now are people elected to the Oceano Community Services Board in districts or is it at large so we just went to districts um, mm -hmm. for the reason that most places do because they're threatened with lawsuits sure um, so and it's I, I mean it, I think it comes from positive motivation to make sure that all areas of the community are represented. And I, and it can, it can be problematic, especially for smaller communities, and I think we experience that somewhat, but we do have now five districts. Um, the seat I ran for was one that had been vacated halfway through the term by Director Wapogel, who um, left because she was... Um, 
she was actually fearful for her well-being. She was mm. uh, getting a lot of threats and was basically just sort of isolated on the board and decided it it wasn't worth it anymore. So I, I ran for her two-year unexpired term. So I actually have a two-year term. And that's it, was that an at-large um, and it was at, at yes, time. it was at large at the okay. time. So okay. I was my I was elected by the entire community. And then the, in uh, 2024, you're going to stand election for election again. And will that be in a particular district? It will be. It will be in the eastern district of Oceano. I, I don't know that I'll be a candidate, but okay. it'll be. It would include Halcyon, kind of over to Elm Street, mm-hmm. a little bit west of Elm. The Old Avocado neighborhood sure. and some others. Sure. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the old Avocado neighborhood would be part of it, but all right. Yeah, we've got Haas and Nabal and Fuerte and Zutano. I, I just have to pause to wonder if you're going to go for the Haas vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did notice one uh, significant, uh, I thought a significant change that occurred in February uh, at the Oceano CSD uh, board meetings. Uh, the board changed the bylaws, uh, which is kind of like the constitution of mm-hmm. uh, CSD, so that instead of having to have a majority of the board members vote to put something on the agenda, that uh, you were able to do that with two members uh, getting together to propose something and getting that on the agenda for a discussion and a vote. Mm-hmm. Um, were you part of that? I was part of that. In fact, I... I, I led that and pushed for it. Um, and this was the result of, I've lived in Oceano for 23 years now, and I've attended lots of OCSD meetings. And I have been there for years where a three-person majority ruled. Um, and they ruled in a way to just isolate the two-person minority um, in the sense of like not allowing them to have things on the agenda, um, just kind of squashing mm-hmm whatever they were interested in, typically. So you, you wanted to open up uh, more opportunities for people to get things on the agenda. What, what were your, well, what was the genesis and your reasoning of why you thought that would be a better uh, service to the democratic process? Um, service to the democratic process. Um, well, I thought that it would bring that Empowering two directors to have something on the agenda would create a more diverse agenda for mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. It would bring in um, points of broader discussion. Um, the, the historical majority that has controlled the OCSD is a relatively conservative one. They're very comfortable with things being just as they are. Um, and that is not what, that is not where Oceano is at as a community anymore. And I think the 57% of the vote that I got is indicative of that. You, you didn't think that uh, by doing that you would give the uh, uh, traditional members of, of the other uh, side uh, the opportunity to consider different options in public policy and, and perhaps come to uh, compromise decisions. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the, the, the kinds of things that are coming onto the agenda, I do not consider them radical ideas at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, to um, now that there's 
the conservative minority are the two directors, Linda Austin and uh, Shirley Gibson. Um, and, uh, you know, so, I mean, they're empowered to have things on the agenda. Um, as well. Uh, yeah, as, as uh, they, Shirley Gibson moved that um, I be investigated for breaking the Brown Act on next door posts last night and, and folks, it was uh, and now it's on the agenda <laughs> and folks we're listening to Char- charles varney who is a newly elected <laughs> member of the oceano community services district and we're talking about the public policy uh, process and decisions in that csd for short we'll shorten the name there mm-hmm. um and one of the uh, and, and as a matter of fact folks uh, we do equal time here. We're going to have Linda Austin here next week to talk about the Oceano Community Services District and mm-hmm. uh, provide a, a, her perspective on how things are going and where they are going uh, and where they've been. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I did, I think a lot of people don't understand Community Services District. Uh, I'm a, although I lived in Oceano, and I've lived in Napomo, and I've lived in Los Osos, all places served by community services districts. Uh, the things I tend to understand are other places I've lived, like San Luis Obispo and Atascadero, where they have a city council and they have uh, home rule uh, on almost every issue. They, they run their own sewer plants. They, uh, they decide on electrical energy policy. Uh, they do their own road paving. Um, now, from my understanding, uh, community services district are empowered to do particular functions, some of which are very much like a city, but they're only allowed to do the functions that they have been uh, uh, authorized by the LAFCO, the Local Area Formation Commission. One, of, one of the best jokes ever left by uh, Jesse Unruh when he pushed that law through. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, for instance, if you've got the Squirrel Hollow uh, Community Services District uh, up in the North County, they they control the streetlights, and mm-hmm. that's about it, as I understand it. But what are the functions that the Oceano Community Services District controls? So um, water, sewer, garbage, lights, and now just recently, parks and recreation. Huh. We had always had authority for that, but mm-hmm. the district had never done anything about it. And that was one of my goals, was to get parks and recreation empowered in Oceano and start to do some do more, especially for the kids in Oceano, but also for adults, and to have more recreational programs and more recreational infrastructure. We still... Oceano is over 100 years old. We still do not have a safe route to the beach. There's not a complete sidewalk to get to the beach. Wow. Later this month, Oceano will, for the first time in its history, have a crosswalk on Highway 1. You're going to have warning lights and flashing lights there? Yeah. I think it's going to be a, a pedestrian-controlled yeah. crosswalk. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that's certainly needed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you think so? <laughs> well, I, like you know, it's like like yeah. I said, my kids had to cross uh, Pike Street to get to <laughs> try getting school. across Highway One. In the Highway One was more of a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, are there are there uh, authorities you'd like to see the Oceano Community Services District gain? 
from LAFCO? Um, I think that we probably, the, the community services district has about enough on its plate right now. Okay. Um, I think that for, and the whole thing, Stu, is that when you're a community services district in an unincorporated area, you can do so much, but really when you need the big ticket items, when you're looking at your streets, when you're looking at potholes, when you're looking at um, those kinds of larger services in terms of planning, development, et cetera, mom and dad are the county. Yeah. And that's where you have to go to get it. And if, if mom and dad are like, they've got like, I don't know how many kids, and you're a kid that's kind of like, I don't know, you know, we're, we're the kid down in Oceano that has been kind of neglected for a long time. Okay. Now, uh, I thought I heard you say that uh, the community services district did have control over fire protection. Oh, I'm sorry. I left out fire. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're part of five cities fire authority. Mm-hmm. Um, that is coming to an end June 30th because we're divesting of that power. Um, and we're asking the county to take over fire services. The, um, Five Cities Fire Authority did really not work out for Oceano. It, now it they, became unsustainable from an expense perspective. You're going to be able to go online and go to knews985.com and listen to a podcast of this program. Uh, uh, certainly the afternoon of Saturday, but certainly by Monday. And uh, if you go back, you're going to find that Cal Fire came on. Uh, our program and talked mm-hmm. about what they're doing to try to protect uh, folks uh, and property. Uh, are, is Oceano going to end up with uh, Cal Fire being its uh, protector at this point? You know, ultimately, um, what we don't know that because we have turned it over to the county. Um, as you may know, the county contracts, there's a San Luis Obispo County Fire yes. Department. Right. I mean, I, I didn't really understand that. And basically, I think that every one of their fire stations is contracted with Cal Fire mm-hmm. to provide the services. So at least the numbers I've seen, and I'm, I'm currently president of the Five City Fire Authority just because I happen to be in the rotation and I represent our district there. It's been a very short term of office. I have really accomplished nothing of import while I've been there for the last few months. But we're because we're kind of the... We're out of the game right now. I mean, we're, we're leaving on June 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, so the county is going to have to decide. Are they going to, do they want to go into a contract with Arroyo Grande and Grover Beach to provide us with services? We're going to be doing that on an interim basis because it's going to take another six, seven, nine months for LAFCO to go through the process of divesting us. So we're going to, we're not going to be members after June 30th, so we have to have this interim thing. We were talking about that last night. I think that's going to be worked out. Um, so it'll be whether the county wants to take our tax monies directly and property taxes and kick some portion back mm-hmm. or see if it can contract with Cal Fire for a better deal and uh, use the Oceano Fire Station. But the problem is that that station is, needs some upgrades and some, you know, Renovations. It's modernization. It does, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, and of course, that's uh, one of the things that spurred me to ask you to come on, Charles, was uh, the news articles about, uh, well, you were talking about the county's mommy and daddy, 
and <laughs> mommy and daddy are sort of fighting over Oceano uh, or what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was discussion about perhaps merging or being annexed uh, for Oceano by Grover Beach, by uh, Supervisor Paulding. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously if Oceano became part of Grover Beach, uh, their fire services and other police services would uh, extend out over uh, into Oceano. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are your views on that as a possibility? Mm-hmm. Um, Oceano is a very, you know, com- uh, is it very prideful community. Yeah. Um, they are, you know, deeply identified with with their community have their own train station right have their own train station and i mean and have been a the the, they were the major community in south county for a long time because they did have the union pacific track Mm -hmm. i mean the the depot there and the shipping point all of that um so there's a deep historical pride and in one way that manifests is like well we just we want to be on our own. You know, we don't, we don't want to be taken over by somebody else. And, and there's, there's a lot of fear around that. Um, I hear a lot of people at, that come to OCSD meetings and in the community, they'll talk about, we don't want to lose local control, which is the fact is that mm-hmm. we really don't have really much local control other than sewer garbage and water and, and no longer fire. Yeah. Um, and what we don't have is a, our own group of elected representatives who are directly accountable to us. In, in essence, we don't have any of the benefits that come with being an incorporated city. Stay tuned, folks. We're going to speak more with Charles Varney about the important issues in Oceano right after this break for news and a little business. <laughs> <laughs> 